Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We're pressing on through Matthew the Gospel. We're at the 14th chapter now. And boy, we got a little uh, Peyton Place type of story going on right here at the beginning of this chapter. I know Peyton Place is revealing my age, right? <laughs> it's a soap opera kind of thing. Listen to this. Verse 1 of Matthew 14. At that time, okay, at what time? Well, we just came out of Matthew 13, right, where Jesus had given all the parables and Jesus left that area and he went to his hometown and his hometown were what? Offended by him. So it's at that same time that Herod, the Tetrarch, heard the news about Jesus. So Herod, one of the rulers here, and Herod was a, I mean, he's heroic, uh, was the name of several rulers of the region uh, at various times. And he heard about Jesus. Listen how he responds. And Herod said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now, think about that. Here's Herod, okay? He's in charge of some things, right? He's a big muckety-muck. He hears about Jesus, and his mind automatically defaults that it's John the Baptist. Well, why in the world would he think it's John the Baptist? Well, he's saying because he thinks that John the Baptist has risen from the dead? Why would he think that John the Baptist has risen from the dead? Did people believe that you could be raised from the dead? You know, what's going on here? Well, I think we find out because we're going to, the next verse explains what Herod had done, and you're going to see that he, he's got a guilty conscience, to put it mildly. Verse 3, 4, when Herod had John arrested, he bound him, and put him in prison because of Herodias, the wife of his brother, Philip. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, it's, you have to actually read it sort of slow, much less listen to it like this. So here's Herod. Herod arrested John, and he arrested John because of Herodias, the wife of his brother, Philip. So Herodias is, uh, hang on a second is Herod's sister-in-law. So, well, what's the big deal with that? Well, verse 4 tells you what the big deal is. For John had been saying to him, to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have her. Ew! What do you mean by have? Well, John is coming and is quoting the law. Leviticus 18, 16 says this. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. That was in the law. Also, Leviticus 20, 21. If there is a man who takes his brother's wife, it is abhorrent. He has uncovered his brother's nakedness. They will be childless. So what's going on here? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go down here. I'm going to read a portion of uh, Spiros Zodiades comments on this, okay? This guy's a great uh, commentator on the uh, Greek language, has a great ministry. If you've ever seen the uh, Hebrew-Greek key study Bible, 
Uh, he's the one that published that. He did phenomenal work on it. He died several years back. I actually got to meet him, uh, obviously, before he died. A little bitty short Greek guy. And so uh, Greek was his primary language, English his secondary. So that's the reason he did a really good Greek study, right? Here's what he says about this, that Herodias was the granddaughter of Herod the Great and the mother of Salome. Well, that's interesting. She, Herodias, first married her uncle, Herod, Philip. She afterward married Herod Antipas, the one we see here, another uncle during her first husband's lifetime. Then Zodiades says, For this unlawful and scandalous connection, John the Baptist faithfully reproved both parties, which cost him his life. When her husband Antipas, this Herod right here, was banished to Lyon, France, she shared his banishment with him. So not only was it a sister-in-law, it's like a niece. There's a lot of things wrong with this right here. And John was saying, you know what? You cannot marry her. It's unlawful for you to have her. Verse 5 of Matthew 14. Although Herod wanted to put him to death, he's furious. He wanted to put him to death because of what he's saying. Herod feared the crowd because they regarded John as a prophet, as well they might because he was a prophet. Verse 6. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Oh, me. <laughs> so it's Herod's birthday. Herodias' daughter comes out and dance, and we're about to see in a minute that she'd worked this out. They got a plan. You know, I was intrigued by that word dance, and the Greek word is orkeomai. And it means to dance. But it was like there's something else. It has the idea of, of motion and that kind of thing. And I just kept reading different things right here. Then Zodiati said this. Uh, it means to take or lift up, to raise aloft. Okay? More usual is its use uh, in this middle tense right here of to dance. Okay? To raise aloft. But it has the idea of a sense. S-E-N-S-E. Okay, she's dancing. And what came to my mind was, it says that it pleased Herod. Well, why would that please Herod with somebody dancing? I think her dance was doing what? Was raising some things aloft within his mind. As is often the strategy of the evil one. So much so that he wasn't thinking too clearly. And he says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you whatever you want. Another gospel says up to half of the kingdom, right? And then verse 8, having been prompted by her mother, <coughs> she said, give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. Although he was grieved, Herod the king commanded it to be given because of his oaths and because of his dinner guest. Is that not the way of man? You know, there's actually a couple of good accounts in the Scripture that show us you better not make rash oaths. Scripture actually tells us to do that. It says don't make oaths. But if you do make an oath, make sure you honor it. And you say, well, that's, that's conflicting. No, it's not conflicting at all. It just means if you're going to state an oath and make an oath about something, you better follow through with it. But it's better not to make an oath. And do not make rash oaths. So that's the first point. The second thing is because of his dinner guests. Pride and hubris. Everybody had heard this. 
I'll give you whatever you want, up to half the kingdom. I'll do whatever. Okay, bring me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. How foolish of a king to make an oath like that. How foolish of a king to do this in front of dinner guests. He's trying to put on a show, is he not? So he feels entrapped, and he was, but only at his own hand. Verse 10, Herod sent and had John beheaded in the prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl. And she brought it to her mother. Woo! These folks had some tough stomachs, didn't they? Can you imagine having a head brought out to you on a platter? Verse 12 is our last verse today. John's disciples came and took away the body and buried it. And they went and reported to Jesus. Other Gospels gives us some insight into what Jesus did. We won't go into that right now. But know this, folks. Don't make rash oaths. Don't put on that kind of show. Don't do that kind of thing. Don't be offended, as Herod was, when somebody and comes and confronts you with the truth of the word of the Lord. That's what was happening. John just told him the truth of the word of the Lord. Herod, that's the reason that when he heard about Jesus... He's freaking out now because he's saying he's risen from the dead. That's the reason these miraculous problems. It's John the Baptist. It's John the Baptist. <laughs> Can you imagine what was going on in the court? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.